Welcome back to the Unpopular Opinions show, Unpopping show, and um, we continue great conversation with Mr. Romney Malcolm. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I can't be personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. I know this is going to be a lot of no, Let's keep this shit funky. Um, brother, let me, so can we go back a little bit? Because doing some research on you. Um, I recently discovered that you were a part of the group College Boy. You talk with a street slang, you're balling your gang bang. That's where the family hangs, so it ain't no thing. It doesn't seem like I'll be going nowhere. And I'm like, I know that goddamn song. Yo, I remember this shit. So yeah. <laughs> from from that to and then I Seeing that you now, correct me if I'm wrong, you're the voice on opposite of tracks with Paul Abdul. That's not true. I no. So this animated cat, I wrote all this. The cat had a whole album and everything. I wrote all that before I ever got my record deal. I wrote it. The voice was a guy named Derek Delight. Okay. He, and he does the rapping for the cat. And then the okay. singer, the singer was actually another voice. Okay. Yeah. But you wrote, but you wrote that. Um, not opposite the track. Okay. The cat, the cat had an album and Hannah Barbera tried to buy the cat and all that. That I wrote that. Okay. But people just okay. I, I keep asking, I'm like, Paula, why do you keep telling people that? And she's like, yo, it just makes a better story, man. Just go with it. Just, just relax. <laughs> wrong. It's like wrong. Give me a hug and relax. Give me a give me a hug, man. Y'all going to do season three of a million little things? Yes, yes. Good. Give me a hug. All right, all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Yo, she's such a pimp, fam. Such yeah. a pimp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So and so I, I never had from, a chance to meet her. I worked for the network for years and 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 um, did a little bit of work on American Idol, but I never had a chance to meet her. You know what? Look, I, used to, I, I you know when we were doing the, the animated cat stuff, I got to hang out with her and her family, and I really got the sense that they were good people. And um, listen, you know Hollywood is hard on women, and sustaining yourself as long as she's managed to is a big deal. You know, yeah. And um, kudos to her. Kudos yeah. to her. And she's gotten. You know, she's gotten beat up by the press at times and she's been at different times. She's been revered as, you know, you know, an amazing pop star of her era and all that. And so kudos to her for being able to figure it all out. But I did get the vibe from her that she was actually good people. Yeah, that's what. Go ahead. That was a self-censor moment right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> see, we need to we need to put that in the bottle and hand it over to Terry Crews because he hadn't figured out <laughs> when to shut the fuck up. Yo, man. <laughs> What's mad funny is I've talked to Ken Terry Crews. I actually like this brother. But um I like him too. If, if if I were to speculate on his situation, which I probably shouldn't do, here's where I should be probably censoring myself. I'm just trying to think through this and go, well, he spoke out about being, you know, violated during the Me Too movement. Right. That triggered a lot of stuff, probably a lot of backlash from Hollywood, probably compromised his situation considerably. I've heard him make comments about him and his wife having to go up against Hollywood after that. Um, mm. I don't know where it might have put him. And I'm wondering if, you know, uh, even though he may be genuinely sincere and what genuinely sincere in what he's saying now, I wonder mm. if it may be a, an attempt to kind of uh, indirectly, indirectly make amends, make amends 
to potentially salvage uh, his career. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I don't even know. Um, yeah. But I, I just been trying to, before I can jump on a brother and start like just going hard on, on folks, I really need to look at every angle I possibly can. And I just haven't had enough time to really do that. So I don't know, no. you know, maybe it's, just, you know, and, these are his, gen- this is his genuine sentiment. You know, and, and that's what's my thing with, with just like, I don't agree with everything that he says. And I, and, and I've, I've said this on the podcast before. I think his timing when he says a lot of things is just off. Yeah. But what concerns me the most is how, when he says something, how the community just jumps on him and drags him. And I'm like, give him some positive feedback. They say, hey, brother, I understand what you're trying to say. Probably should reword that. Maybe you should, you know, pick a better time. But to just drag him and call him a coon and all of that, that bugs me. That bugs me. Yo, I've definitely been on the wrong side. I've definitely said things that have offended people and had to be corrected. And, you know, if I've learned anything is that there's a time and place for it all. Just like you said, there's a time and place for it all. And in heated times, heated moments, it's very difficult to get any objectivity. It's very difficult to get any real rationale. People are acting off of emotion. And and so whatever it is that Terry Crews is aiming to police or, you know, or help uh, manage, um, I just think that, like you said, the timing could be a little different, but I also think that uh, it could easily be misconstrued in this time when you have so many uh, Caucasians, right? Mm -hmm. Jumping on board to say, oh, this is ridiculous. It's weird to have someone being like, ho, 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 now let's not not act superior here. That's weird. It's it's like, wait, dog. What do you think we're doing right now? What do you think this is? Do you think this is like a children's softball game, fam? No, this is life and death. Right. I've said, you know, I, I you know, I'm a generational, fan. generational life and death. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I've just said in his instance, he 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 should probably run it through a filter. I've I've even you know offered up that hey, before you send something out. Hit me up because I don't even put stuff out on Instagram or or, or Twitter or Facebook without checking with my wife first. Like, yo, is this? And she'll talk me off the ledge. Nah, I don't say that. Don't post that. Put some clothes on. Like, she'll she'll check me right. Send it to us. Let's look at it and get it back to you. And and, and then you know, have somebody in your corner to you know to kind of check. Hey, you may not want to say this. You know what I mean? And the the gift and the curse of having instant gratification of messaging. Um, I think that that is the smartest thing you can do, um, especially right now. I got stuff online that I wish I could take down. Instances I've had with cops <laughs> where I was just belligerent, and I it ended up on TMZ and everything. And I'm just so mad at myself that my girl wasn't like, no, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Romani, take a deep breath. No, she was mad as hell too. Post that shit. Fuck these nicks. I'm mad. She was pissed off too. You know what I'm saying? Just tired of this yeah. shit. Yeah. Now nah, my, my my wife's biggest thing is, nah, dude, you ain't gonna fuck up this money. Stop. <laughs> That's what she goes. So. Yeah. But moving but moving through. So watching you, you know, seeing you being able to go from music into film. Um. 
first of all, brother, I mean, again, we're fans. I, I, I love the first. So the first movie that I saw you in that I can remember off the top that I really paid attention was 40 year old virgin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did you, how did you, um, jump in? How did you get with, uh, with Judd Apatow and how, how did that happen? Oh no. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I went from music to, I, uh, starting an internet business in 96 and that changed my life. I made more money with that internet business than I had ever made in music. And I was like, Oh, I ain't never doing entertainment no more this year. <laughs> right. oh, I look like you know what I'm saying. That ain't no charity yes. case, right? Right, right. And 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 I honestly felt very inauthentic in hip hop by the time I had left because, um, you know, uh, the corporate world was taking over and also making insisting that you match the the formulas that were that were successful. Gotcha. And the formulas that were successful at the time in music was gangster violence, over sexualization, and so we were like. It wasn't me. It wasn't my world. So um, I had to step aside and honestly asked to be released from my record deal. Okay. Wow. And the guy who was running it at the time, his name was Kaz. He was like, why? We're giving you a solo deal. And I was like, I don't feel it. And I then went on to literally work craft service on commercial sets while I figured out my next move. And my next move was to start this internet business. And that internet business is what really set me up for acting because I was so financially secure within the, because of that business. But out of the blue, a guy named John Leguizamo, uh, who I love, who was a, I was a huge fan of, uh, needed someone. He, he heard the animated cat and was like, I want to rap like that for my movie called The Pest. And um, so as a result, they, he was connected with me. They're like, Romney wrote that stuff. I know that guy. And we started working together and his wife was like, why can't Romney act in your stuff? Romney's freaking hilarious. And so he auditioned me. He didn't audition me. He was off shooting Romeo and Juliet, but the, the casting agent for the, the pest auditioned me. And, okay. and the producer came in and the director came in and they had, come, had me come back six times. And they said they didn't hire me only because of the fact of my lack of experience. And I was like, no biggie. And the guy that got it was much more deserving of it because he was just a seasoned vet that I hadn't seen forever. And, but she went, the casting agent told everyone in Hollywood, I was her favorite audition of all time. And they started calling me like a year later. I had completely forgotten about it. They started calling me a year later, all kinds of studios, Fox casting agent, ABC casting agents, all of them to audition for stuff. And that's how I got into the business. And, um, you know, even though I wasn't an established actor, like one of my first movie roles was playing the nemesis to Vince Vaughn in an independent film. Uh, called uh, with, called the Prime Gig, and uh, then I had a friend of, and even prior to that, I had a friend of mine who was directing a film and asked me to help him audition people because it was an improv film, and one of the people he auditioned was Paul Rudd. They were looking for someone to play Paul Rudd's brother, and they took. I, I went with him to all these different houses of all these different celebrities, and they would audition, and I'd be on. Beside my boy holding it, my boy be holding the camera, I'd be right beside him, improving with him and shooting the shit. Okay. And when they took the tapes back to the producers, the producers was like, why can't Romney play Paul Rudd's brother? Because Paul Rudd is clearly <laughs> the best one. Why can't no can Romney play his brother? And they really started entertaining that. And the next thing you know, I was doing a movie playing Paul Rudd's brother called Um The Chateau. And um Judge saw that movie. And was like, 
That's all. Ask Paul. Yo, Paul, is this all improv? Paul said 100%. He goes, that black dude improv that whole shit? He's like, 100%. And that was the beginning of me meeting uh, Judd Apatow. Wow. Yeah, that scene, the scene between you and, and Kevin Hart, was that entirely improv? Um, no. Um, y- you know you know what part of that was improv. Now don't be a Negro. Be my nigga. All right? Help me out. Hold on. Hold on. I ain't nobody's nigga. Well, I mean, you somebody's nigga wearing this nigga tie. Now you're being condescending. See, mm-hmm. you've been warned, all right? Let's move forward amicably. Okay, well, so check I, this out. First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me. Okay, now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Mm-hmm. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale. Okay, see? See, now you found yourself a nigga. You were looking for a nigga? Nigga here now, see? Okay. This shit just got rigged. What you going to do, bitch? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. You know Luke and Perry from 20th and 25th? You ever heard of Rolling Twenties, nigga? Mm-hmm. Since I was 16, nigga. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Frosty. You know what I'm saying? Spoon. Nigga, okay. we fuck dwarves in the ass. Nigga, this dwarf here don't got to be tall. Let's pull a trigger off of somebody's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But the whole thing about, but the whole thing about, you know, they, uh, he didn't understand that Jay is in charge and that, you know, right. I, yes. I make, that I make the rules. That yes. was written. I just said it my way. Judd gave That's... me, the, Judd didn't go, okay, you're the black guy. Judd was just like, you're that guy. So you can say it how you want because I can't write it the way you say it. In fact, it would be offensive if I wrote it the way you say it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and so when Kevin came in and we started improvising, we just got in each other's face for real, for real. And everybody was like, faces was red because we was in there. Going hard. <laughs> fuck, we fuck dwarves in the ass. <laughs> and it's funny is the dudes that I was calling out is real crips that I that I actually grew up with when I was living. Not grew up with, but when I was Austin, 18, nigga. 19. From the age of 16 to 19, 20, I was hang, actually 19, I was hanging with them dudes in Long Beach, California on 21st, right in the neighborhood where the rolling 20s really was. And those are the dudes that I hung out with. And I was just giving, me and Kevin, me and Kevin was actually just giving each other the business for real. And everybody was just quiet, like. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be my, don't be my nigga. Don't be my, be my nigga. You my nigga? Nigga, here now. That shit, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's uh, it's amazing. It was it was cool to see. I mean, because I, I felt like oh, these cats is, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a, and, really. And I I really try like in in my own film Tijuana Jackson, Purpose of a Prison. I really try to honor the authentic that the authentic voice throughout the film. That's you know that's what happens with studios. It's not and it's not just about it's just. People say, well, I, I, well, you got to make movies of show us as kings and queens. I don't know no kings and queens, fam. I don't know no kings and queens. Ain't no kings and queens, no kings and queens in my hood where I grew up. Ain't no kings and queens in my sphere now. Just keep it one on it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's not my, that's not my jam. My, my thing is right. I love seeing people come from disenfranchised communities and succeeding but also, I love depicting all the steps of succeeding. We rarely ever get to witness the psychological development required to succeed. We always see we just A see and the Z, end. but all the letters in between are absent. And so my yes. thing is, is that for most of us in this country, whether we want to accept it or not, just because we got the nice car parked in the yard and all that stuff, those are notes. We don't own shit, right. especially if you're in the black community. 
We don't own shit. And so I like to see the process to ownership. I would like to see the process to real self-empowerment. I would like to see the process of your world expanding and what did you have to learn? What did you have to let go of? What did you have to forgive? What did you have to change? What mindset did you have to relinquish to get there? We don't show that. We just, you know? And so for me, if, you know, I'm writing about Tijuana Jackson and you who know kings and queens and that's what you know, go write about that. There's room. We got, man, we need more, we need, we need more black voices in the game, right? You know, you think about it, some white woman living in Connecticut with three kids, ages ranging from 10 to three, one daughter, two sons, her husband and her bringing a household income total of $300,000 a year. It's my job to write her story and broadcast her story every day to the world. Mm. And when she steps outside of her house with her children, if she doesn't honor or represent the story that I've depicted for her and broadcast it to the world, she's looked at as different, as weird, like something's wrong. Or maybe I villainized her. Maybe I've written her out like a Karen and I portrayed like a Karen on TV. Everybody hates her the minute she go to the grocery store. Right? That's what it's yeah. like being black in America. That's what it's like being black in Hollywood. Oh, person of color. That's what it is. You get depicted by people who've never walked in your shoes. So we got room. We got room for kings and queens. We got room for dudes coming from the mud. We got room for middle-class family. We got all kinds of depictions. We need more authentic voices telling more authentic stories. And also, we need more universal stories. And what that means is this. In order for the studios to represent your thing, they want you to give me a short shot. Give me something you know the Black community going to latch on to. And as a result of that, we don't honor our more universal experiences. Shit, we some of the most culturally diverse people on this friggin' planet. Because we are always the minority in most settings outside of our community. It's true. One of my true. one of my biggest criticisms about and I, to to your point of having um, diverse voices and or more more voices. One of my biggest criticisms uh, about us is when we get an opportunity to tell a story, we tell the same story, right? Like why why can't we have? A, a black superhero story or a black sci-fi or a black action adventure or why does it always have to be like pigeonholed into this one pocket and i think maybe you answered that like the studio wants you to give them a sure thing but why does that sure thing have to be have to appeal to the least common denominator mm-hmm. Um, for a number of reasons. One, that's where the studio's tentacles are in regards to the black community. They want, they base their numbers on the most predictable audience. They base their numbers on the most predictable demographic, the safest demographic. And that's what they adhere to. So in their attempt to mitigate risk, meaning the loss of money, they mm-hmm. usually rely on the behavioral patterns, the spending patterns, the, and, what appeal, and, and learning what appeals to that audience. I've had producers tell me, you know, I crack a joke on set, I improv a joke, everybody's cracking up. And the producer was like, yeah, I'm gonna, we ain't gonna maybe use that. Let's just stick to the line on the paper. I'm like, but everybody thought that was funny. He's like, yeah, but I need the big girl in Detroit to get it. <laughs> I'm told, you know, I've been told that. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm actually trying to educate the big girl in Detroit. And so 
it's in, it's it's important to uh, understand that in order to funnel through these these big studios, that sometimes they, you have to understand that these producers are getting beat down and being forced to um, uh, you know to tell a less authentic story. But that's about to change because. I'm living proof of a different distribution model. And I ain't worried about this film. We ain't got no box office window. It's not like we're going right. to be out of theaters in a week if we don't do well this week. Right. I ain't worried. This film will get out there and it's going to be there forever. And people Speak are going to find it. People are going to find it and slowly but surely. Huh? Speaking of distribution, where can they find it? Well, right now it's in a few select theaters across the United States of America. It's like a little sneak preview thing. I know it's one down the street from me. I, I was driving the other day and I saw the marquee. And I was like, yep, <laughs> I'm going to go over there and check it out. <laughs> Yo, that's, uh, that, that's Plaza Theater, isn't it? That's Plaza? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's in the yeah. Plaza. 390-seat theater in there. We packed that sucker out. Um, with that being said, um, I think that what uh, people... Uh, need to understand is like digital release means iTunes, Apple TV. Wait, no, oh, let me answer your first question. Digital, it'll be available on iTunes. It'll be available on Apple TV. It'll be available on Google Play. It'll be available on Amazon, Vudu, Fandango Now, pretty much any VOD platform or, you know, or like local cable platform. It'll be available. So you'll be able to get it pretty much anywhere online. You can actually get it online right now if you want like a VIP screening. Just go to TijuanaJackson.com. Oh, I'm on it tonight. I'm watching it tonight. Hundred percent, fam. You know, are uh, you in Brooklyn too? Right. I was actually trying to find a spot in Brooklyn because we we won some awards in Brooklyn. Like we won like best male lead in a film in the Brooklyn Film Festival. We won best editor in the Brooklyn Film Festival, and so uh, we should be able to do that. We're working on it. Anyway, okay. yeah. Well, to be clear, I, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and like most people from Brooklyn, I left. I'm in Jersey now. So oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, you got some kids, you ain't trying to mess up that money. Yo, dude, I was living on the corner of Vanderbilt and Myrtle, right behind Chase Bank. And I was paying more. Now, granted, my apartment was, uh, no, it was 1,700 square feet. And it was, it, you know, like a penthouse. The elevator came right into the building, into the, the unit. It had two floors and it had three bedrooms. But it cost more than an equivalent size a uh, unit that I found in uh, Jersey in, City, in the village. In the village. In what? the village, it was. It cost more. It cost about. I was paying like two hundred dollars more than the one, but the one in the village didn't have an elevator. And I was like, "Oh, Brooklyn got real expensive." You know what I'm saying? I, I and and my biggest regret is not buying that unit. But it was a very interesting unit. It was truthfully a bachelor's unit that was just huge. You know, so yeah, so buying it. And being able, finding the right family to rent it would have been a challenge. But it was stupid to not buy it. Stupid. It's like, it's like it sounds like Jay Z's forty forty or but um four forty four. Um, what's the song, man? When he when he's talking about Dumbo and yeah. what they cost back then and what oh, it costs oh. now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. When Dumbo before Dumbo became what uh, Williamsburg, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking like that. I wouldn't, yeah. my mind, my mind, wouldn't, it's a prime example. And the goal with Tijuana Jackson is to get kids, young adults, thinking like that out the gate. You get what I'm saying? Out the mm-hmm. gate. 
I, you know, we got these little books around here. There's a there's an online thing, uh, uh, online uh, uh, company called uh, Little Owners, and you can actually find them at under, little underscore owners, and they write books about little kids owning property. They write books about little kids owning stories. Um, you can find them on Instagram. You know, I, I'm in promotion of that type of stuff. People, kids of minority kids, and it's it, you know. Anyway, it's the whole point, man. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I can take it, brother. I appreciate you. We want to. We want to hold you. You know, we we enjoying the conversation. We you know, Mike and I sit here for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty minutes past. We when we said we was gonna wrap. Still talking, man. We enjoyed the conversation <laughs> with you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing Tijuana Jackson Purpose over Prison. 100%. The the uh, the 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 advertising looks amazing for it. I laughed at the red band trailer when it was like two pussy jokes within thirty seconds. I <laughs> laughed my ass off. So I'm looking forward to seeing. <laughs> it's like, your desired position, it's like prison pussy. Doggy you gotta style. use your imagination. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's the other one? What's the other one? It's, um, it's, the, uh, it's polar bear. It's like man, it's oh, polar, yeah. polar bear pussy. That's cold and uh, paling, paling. Uh, Sarah Paylor, because she live up in Alaska. And <laughs> I was like, do, should we do this? Can we? And we even had a debate. Yes. Is this too much of these kinds of jokes? Should we just, there's all different kinds of jokes. But everybody was like, yo, man, it's funny. Just leave it alone. So we ended yes. up going with it. But yeah, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you being that supportive. Thank you. No, no, man, I appreciate it. Pre- again, thank you for coming on, man. And um, if, the, you know, I'm, we're looking forward to some more projects from you and in and, and educating and being more, more voices like yourself out there. No, thank you. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's time. And, you know, I think we'll be getting access to more funds. I think that there's a, a greater consciousness. I got an amazing email from an executive producer that I worked with who was like, he's telling me he was embarrassed because of all the black films that he's produced. He realized not one of them was written by mm. or, wow. the, or, or ran by black executives or black producers or, you know, or black writers. And he was like, I got to do better. And I was, and we had this whole conversation I just had with you. And so I think that there's going to be more opportunities for that. And don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? I, I like think there's a lot of amazing people out there. I think Ava DuVernay is, man, she's my, yes. she's like my blueprint. Let me tell you, man. When I went to go see a movie that she did, uh, uh, I forgot the woman's name, uh, Sarah. Uh, it was an independent film, and she won a contest. So she mm-hmm. got to show in AMC theaters and select places. And I was like, I'm going to support. Me and my girl walked in there. She was sitting at Ava DuVernay. This is before Ava DuVernay was Ava DuVernay. She was sitting at the front door, fam. Wow. And she looked at me and she goes, what are you doing here? I was like, I came to support you. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Greeted us like family, big hugs and the whole deal. And we went in and watched the damn movie. And so my point is basically being that right there was like, oh, it's doable. She set the, she set the tone yeah. for that. So... Shout out to her and a lot of other brothers and sisters out there doing the damn thing. Shout out to John Leguizamo for giving me my break, but also making like one of the dopest and most educational stand-ups I've seen in a minute. You know, my daughter is crazy about it. My family's crazy about it. We watched it twice. Um, it's explaining, Latin, you know, Latin culture. Through some, you know. Is that the, um, was it Latin for dummies? Is that yeah. The, yes. I watched that. My wife is, my wife is a Honduran. Oh, okay, so, okay. So... She's as, she's as dark as we are mm-hmm. and speaks, you know, her first language was Spanish. So it mm-hmm. was cool to kind of see see that. There's another special we saw. Um, in any case, 
Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, no. I, 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 uh, that dude educates. And so it's like brothers and sisters out there like that. We need black and brown folks out there getting down like he get down. Absolutely. And, you know, I, th- I think that, you know, the gatekeepers are becoming a bit more aware. The, the opportunity to become a gatekeeper is, is, is becoming more likely. And it's just a, it, it just takes time, you know, it takes time. But we just have to be more aggressive. We have to be more consistent and clear on the mission. Right. 100. Mr. Romney Malco, thank you so much, brother. It's, it's yeah. again, an honor talking to you. And I'm looking forward to more stuff from you. And definitely, Tijuana Jackson, Purpose of a Prison. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Go see that. And hey, uh, give my love to Isabella because I'm about to tell her y'all said what's up. That's what's up. All right, dude. Michelle. Peace. There you have it. That was dope. Very dope. Yeah, very smart brother, man. Yeah. Very smart brother. Yeah, if you yeah. if you get an opportunity, uh check out his his YouTube, his pep. It's uh People's Empowerment Project. Check out the app. Um, you know, he's funny and and very intelligent, very well read, a lot of good information. Uh, you know, I don't rock with everybody and, and what they say. Um but uh, that, he's yet to say anything that I don't rock with that, of, of what I've seen. So, um, yeah, and shout out to John Leguizamo. He had a birthday last week. Oh, word. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah birthday yeah. was last week. So. All right. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram. That's at Unpoppin' Show. One P, no G. Um, of course, our website, unpoppin.com. And uh, we're on YouTube also. So go to our website. You can get to the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just click. You, YouTube's real funny. Look, they may kick us off. I had to put warning <laughs> labels on the video. <laughs> it's like, don't watch this with your kids. This is not right, for your right, kids. Right, right, right. All right, again, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Until um, next time, man. Peace. Be safe out there. Peace. I know this is going to be unpopular, and I don't care.